Hello. This episode of The Poptimist ran into a few technical issues, but don't worry, we didn't lose any of that precious, precious content, but you will notice a few cuts during the episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, Dagny, I wanted to tell you I've officially hit the point where, so last night, uh, uh, I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race UK, and then at the end of the episode, they had a trailer for next week, and I got so excited about the guest judge next week, I pulled out my phone to text you, and then I went, no, 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 save it for the show. So we're officially getting there. But the episode that will have already aired by the time this episode comes out, but the the next week of Drag Race UK, the guest judge is Dawn French. Oh, the vicar shit. of Dibley herself, <laughs> the vicar of Dibley sitting at a, 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 the judging booth next to RuPaul and Michelle Visage is something I never thought Damn. would happen. And I'm so excited. I, honest, I love Don French that, so much. That might make me watch Drag Race UK, that alone. Uh, for listeners who don't know Vicar of Dibley, first of all, find a way to watch it. It's one of the best British comedies of all time. Um, but the, the woman in the portrait in Harry Potter, um, that's Don French at the Gryffindor Common Room. I mean, you know also what I'm talking of, about? of sketch comedy group French and Saunders, also yeah. uh, one of the co-creators of Absolutely Fabulous, another of the greatest sitcoms of all time, in my humble opinion. Uh, yes. Don French. All right, Bill. I love her. And, oh, yeah, Don French. Sorry, yeah, we'll do Bill. it. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> and good night. Welcome to The Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Billy. Hey, who's that? Dagny. That that pause could have been longer. I don't know if you ever want me to say anything more. I you can say whatever you want. It's your show. (laughs) Half my show. Uh, Dagny, Dagny's my sister. I'm her brother. It's a good time. This is a show where we we like to take things from pop culture that you love um, and that our guests love, but that maybe aren't well known or loved by the population at large. Uh, uh, and and we've been going strong. This is episode 15. I'm going to repeat again, though. If you've been listening and you like it, could you please, I love you so much, write us a review, leave us a rating. Those <laughs> reviews are what help us get a bigger audience. Shout out to our new listener, one listener in Spain, one listener in UK, and still 25 listeners in Ooh. India. What is happening? <laughs> and then all the American them. listeners, too. I love, I love you. Dagny, how are you doing? You doing good? Yes, indeed. You want to yeah, do, do, yeah. uh, uh, do your thing first? A- Oh, yeah. Um, so I finished last night in what you just took a breath like you're going to say something. What did you want to say? I didn't. Honestly, there's this huge delay all of a sudden on the podcast. This is what happens when you're recording podcasts long distance. So I think we're going to be interrupting each other more than usual this time, but we're not going to worry about it too much. <laughs> oh, no. The audience is used to it at this point. Okay, so what I'm going to talk about uh, is my the the true love of my life more than anything any other form of media which is miniseries uh, just usually just British miniseries six episodes one story condensed we don't need a season two three four five six it's just Correct. one contained story I love it the newest one I watched maybe might not be for everyone but I had a great time it's like top ten on Netflix right now but I don't know anybody else who who has watched it uh, it's called Behind Her Eyes and it's very cool uh, it's got I watched the trailer. Yes, it's only literally like two days ago. Watch the trailer. You should check it out. It's great. Um, So I don't want to give it away, but there's like crazy marriage drama. There's a lot of mental health kind of things. It's and some uh, like night terrors are really big like thing. (laughs) So anyway, I highly recommend it. But (laughs) just in general, miniseries. I don't know how to say the plural version. Is it just miniseries? Yeah, with a, with an invisible apostrophe at the end. Cool. So just, I think I'm going to name off a few that I just want to recommend to everyone that's listening. Uh, I mean, Queen's Gambit has obviously been a one that's pretty big. And WandaVision, I guess, is kind of... Um, yeah, it will be. They're not... The, uh, Fahey has said it's not going to be a season two, which I think is perfect. Yeah. I don't want a season two. It's a, it's it's so good. I, oh, yeah. I love it. Same thing with Watchmen. Totally uh, perfect how it ended. We just needed that one story. Uh, but like, uh, I made I made a yes. Um, I may destroy Sorry. you, which is a show I've recommended before on this show. It's a miniseries. Yeah. It's not going to have a season two, and it's still reiterated. It's the best thing I watched in lockdown yes last year. I may destroy you is so oh, good. Oh man, I just 
I'm literally looking at a list of miniseries right now. Normal People was really good, but I completely forgot I watched Devs for no reason other than my boyfriend and his roommate when I was like kind of living with them at the beginning of last year uh, were really into it. I started watching it. Billy, it's right up your alley. If you haven't watched Devs, yeah, um, I have not. I'm not even going to tell you anything about it because it's ju- just get cool. into it. And Nick Offerman is very plain not a drum or not a comedic role. And he's, incredible like it's just it's really Ooh. really good um little fires scary everywhere was also great yeah he's not scary but he's definitely like okay not nice or funny <laughs> um uh, other than that i guess sharp objects was really good um yeah Dove was good i'm just saying people i know you're sitting in your homes and might be looking for things to watch uh those were just some so <laughs> i highly recommend any of the show i do watch a so lot of shows if- but um, yeah, it's upsetting how eyes. much TV you watch. But I've sunk so many hours into video games these past twelve months that yeah. who knows? Who knows? You know? You know? Oh my gosh! I'm gonna have to bleep it. You know, the boyfriend and I. Uh, I watched... Can I ask why does he not want his name on the podcast? So I uh, originally <laughs> originally he helped me conceptualize this show, and then okay. I said, "Do you want a, a director credit?" And he was like, "No, but you give me a producer credit." And I was like, "I don't think so." Sorry, my TV just unmuted itself. Um, Oh my god. We talked about at the beginning of the episode you not walking away. Okay, but no, so so he made it and then he made it. I said, Do you ever want to be on the show? And he said, Not Mm -hmm. really. He said, Maybe one day, but the it was honestly a joke that we came up with just the two of us, where it was like, Wouldn't it be funny if I never said your name? And it was just like a running joke that you're just the boyfriend. You're just this like omniscient presence in the other room. The funniest thing he told me lately is he was like, I'm behind on Poptimist. What? Oh, he just said, I'm behind on Poptimus. I've he goes, I'm so sorry, I'm a little bit uh, back. And I was like, it's okay. I was like, but there's some good episodes you've missed. You yeah. need to catch up. He's like, I know. It's just like, you're already in the apartment all the time talking already. And I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's honestly really fair. <laughs> My roommates haven't listened. Well, they've listened to a couple of them, but they're like, we hear you all the time. You talk yes. about a lot of the same things. So Yes. Uh, but they, they do pick and choose and listen to things. And they're both going to be guests at some point. Um but what was I going to say? Oh, I only asked because I've had, honestly, a handful of people ask me, why doesn't Billy say his name? I want you to, you can bleep it again. Um, it's and so more I work for me, great. I've had people be like, why do they, why does he bleep it? So now the world knows it's just an inside joke between you and the boyfriend. Okay, what have yeah. you been consuming, Billy? So I've just got two little documentaries. Um, I've I've watched only the first two episodes of Murder on Middle Beach. It's my true crime love is back. But Murder on Middle Beach is on is HBO that? Max. It's a four it's a four episode miniseries, and it is uh really compelling. It's um it's I mean here we go. It's about murder. We're gonna get dark. Um, the filmmaker, uh, when he was eighteen years old, his mother was murdered, and it's never been solved. And he's made a documentary about it where he's already, even two episodes in, uncovered like shortcuts the police have made, evidence that was ignored, stuff about his mom that he never knew. Um, And it looks like maybe a family member might have done it. And he's maybe they're one of the people who he's interviewed. Um, It's really well done. It's really compelling. Murder on Middle Beach. Uh, I'll let you know when I finish it, probably by the time the next episode comes out. But it's it's very good. And uh uh yeah it's it's the, it's that it's that kind of upsetting angle where it's like okay it's his mom like it's the filmmaker's mom oh. is the subject so it gets it gets intimate and it's it's um but he's great he's uh Jeez. he's doing a good job and high fives and he's the same age as me and he got an hbo contract and they're probably gonna pay him to make something else because this is so good and you know what it's fine it's fine that i sit in my apartment and beat final fantasy 7 in six days it's cool you know yeah. um yeah. oh god Damn. There's a TikTok uh, audio that is associated with a lot of um, true crime things that get stuck. It's been stuck in my head for weeks. I don't know if you've heard it, but it's the his arms was cut off. His neck was cut off. His tongue was cut off. <laughs> Have you heard that TikTok audio? <laughs> I, I th- maybe. Maybe. I think so. <laughs> there was a there was one that I sent to my boyfriend that he said it's too realistic because it's uh, it was like girls watching a scary movie and she's like hiding behind the blanket and then girls watching true crime and she's like eating a pizza and it's his arms was cut off her head was cut off her tongue was cut off <laughs> it's really I anyway, watch, it's funny i watch true crime youtubes at like 12 30 in the morning right before i go to bed it like calms mm-hmm. me before sleep um That's maybe i should tell disturbing. my therapist um it's <laughs> yeah these five 
these okay. five men who went missing in the mountains in in the seventies. I watched a twenty minute documentary about them and then just went right to sleep. Um, oh, fair enough. Because uh, in uh, earlier this year we were or last year um, before I would go to sleep every night I was watching Sh- Shane and Ryan the unsolved mysteries on BuzzFeed. They're very fun. dumb. Love I would it. watch it every night and they're really really fun. Um, so I guess maybe there is some sort of calmy thing about unsolved or yeah. mysteries or murders, but we don't want to talk about that. I was much. watching, I was watching literally after the boyfriend fell asleep, I would turn on Night Stalker or the Yorkshire Ripper Netflix show to watch mm-hmm. af- to fall asleep to. Um, the second thing I have is, is I just wanted to say we talked about it on, I don't remember if it was last episode or the episode before, but we talked about Free Britney. Um, and I watched yeah. the, the, the framing of Britney Spears New York Times documentary on Hulu. And it's very yeah. good. Um, uh, it, uh, I highly recommend it for anyone who especially was our age during Britney's meltdown in 07, just to kind of reevaluate how – what I realized watching it more than anything was when Britney was having all of the tabloid stuff, 2007, 2008, shaving her head, custody hearings with her children, yeah. the, the adults in my life – treated her with such ridicule and such derision that for a long time i thought that was what it meant to be a pop star i thought that is what fame is in america it was so normalized and rewatching it it's just horrific um and so that's that is a really cool thing it does is it, it frames all of that in a new way and then they really go into the conservatorship and the fact that this professional competent woman is treated like a 90 year old with alzheimer's um and that her father has put her in mental institutions against her will. He has uh, threatened to take her children away if she doesn't perform at a Las Vegas residency. Uh, crazy stuff. So rec- I recommend it. Check it out. Free Britney. And also, as I mentioned before, free Amanda Bynes. Her parents did the same thing to her, and we know nothing. Um, but she has no control over her own yeah, life or finances, just like Britney does. It. It's very, it's, it's only 90 minutes. I watched yeah, it while I, I was making dinner. Oh well, yeah. 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 Especially uh, to, it's it, it, the beginning of it. That's the other thing too. Especially our age, the beginning of it just punches you in the Britney Spears late '90s nostalgia. Like they they do a whole lot about her like mm-hmm. mall tour in 1999 to promote her first album, where she just performed in malls across America. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, those are the her two things: uh, Murder on Middle Beach and my favorite. Oh yeah. yeah, that well. There's. I mean, I love her. I love her so much. Uh, hey, let's let's. Is we got right? a guest. We got a guest on this show. We do. You want um, to bring him in? As I do. I do. This this man is a, a hysterical comedian, a phenomenal writer, and a fiancé. That's right. He just got engaged, <laughs> and I wanted to celebrate it on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Hunter Kennedy. Hunter! I am a fiancé. Um, <laughs> I, I have to start off the... I was exploding out of my damn pants when you guys were talking about the true crime stuff because yes. I do the exact same thing. Um, okay. And I Thank you. want I want to pimp out a YouTube channel that, uh, first of all, so I for the longest time, I was really into Sword and Scale, which is a podcast. I was like the biggest advocate for that show. And then I found out a little bit yes. more about its host, uh, and, yes. and his not so cool thoughts on uh, women and whether or not they should be alive, I guess. Um, uh, and it sucked because I was like, man, I like true crime. And like, I would still listen to him with my fiance. And um, he he's like started lately, like doing rants at the beginning where like they're getting like more and more like extremely conservative and like kind of haunting. So I had stopped listening to him and I yeah. was looking for a true crime fix and I was doing like the random YouTube. Um, Billy, I don't know. Have you watched that chapter? Have you found them before? It is, no. a, it is a one man YouTube channel that he is an Irish, like 27 year old pasty white guy. Uh, and he speaks, I know what this is. He speaks in like the thickest Irish accent you've ever yes. heard. Um, and he essentially does sword and scale, um, but it's video okay. and there's video component and he yeah. covers wow. like a lot of the same stories, but he's just such a nice guy compared to like <laughs> Mr. Mean hates women. And so <laughs> I just, I have been doing nothing but consuming him lately. And it's funny because I, I watched like 30 of his videos in one week and then I got really depressed <laughs> <laughs> and um, I had to stop for a little while because 
uh, yeah, it got in my head quite a bit, um, but it's very good. I would recommend anyone go go watch this channel. I, I cool. I'll watch that. I just recently discovered, and I know I'm super late to the party. I discovered Internet Historian, who doesn't do that. He honestly, it looks like he got into YouTube to like document things that no other historian would document. So it was like the Tumblr 4chan feud of like 2008. Mm-hmm. And it has, sl- then he did, um, I watched one on the Fire Festival that was really good, even though I saw both of those docs. Like he did a good, and so very mm-hmm. recently I got into him because I had a recommended video about the, um, the Costa Concordia cruise liner, which was the the giant super the cruise ship in like 2010, where they tried to like sail close to the shore to be like, "Hey, locals, look how close we are!" And they just drove it on the rocks, and then it slowly oh, tilted yes. over, and then it was mm-hmm. and it was for like two years. Um, and he did so. He, it's very funny and very well researched, and that so that's a little bit like true crime if the captain was the criminal. Um, and that was uh, that no, was that really good. Great. Yeah, the Costa Concordia. Um, the Costa Concordia Internet Historian video was very good. I really liked that. Um, but yeah, he's nice. got a lot of weird stuff. Speaking and then, of YouTube and then I don't videos, have a lot of true crime. Go ahead. I got in a weird YouTube rabbit hole too during during the lockdown. I would just search the dumbest things just to feel anything, and um, <laughs> I got into the. Uh, I learned about the Shane Dawson scandal um, uh, in like November. Um, and yes. so there was one night, I remember I was on an exercise bike in my apartment and I just watched for 30 minutes, all of the Shane Dawson, uh, racist videos from like the last like 10 years and just, yeah, he's it fueled, great. it fueled the adrenaline in me and I worked out harder. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, I've gone through some YouTube, you have to be careful. Cause sometimes I find myself going to YouTube more than watching actual shows that people like sat yes. down to write and like film and make. I'll watch like yep. a guy sitting in front of a camera telling me about like a time Kelsey Grammer was mean to him in a parking lot. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've started... I, I found I talked about him last week. I found a, a a Twitch streamer who plays Dead by Daylight on YouTube, and now I watch his Twitch streams live because he's on in America on the West Coast. He's on like 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So if we're like working from home or like cooking or cleaning the apartment, I just turn him on. I have sunk more hours into this Twitch gamer than any scripted media in the past six months, easily. <laughs> Billy, I think you have a bit of an obsession with this man. Uh, I the last four episodes you've brought him up. Is so he just watched... interesting in particular? Is it the way yeah. he plays the game? He just does it better than anyone he's, else. He, he Well, he's very good at the game, but also he's this like straight dude in Spain who's very optimistic and kind. And he's very good at talking even when nothing is happening. So he's entertaining and he's like comforting and he's got a nice accent because he learned English from who knows where. So his accent is like unplaceable. And it's just he's he's relaxing and interesting. So you can like tune out and look away and go do other stuff. Or you can like turn up the volume and be like, what's he talking about? Oh, he's talking about how this game is like chess or he's like compare it. He's teaching me how to play this game better. Cause it's a game <laughs> when I both play and uh, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's like a little bit of both. He's made us better at the game and he's filled our mornings with content, <laughs> but it's honestly, nice. he's just chill. No, no, I wasn't judging you. Do you, yeah, I wasn't judging do you, you find yourself like, you talk about him a lot. <laughs> do you find yourself watching him paying attention more often than you are just like on your phone listening to his voice as like kind of like a white noise in the background? Because I have it's YouTubers like that noise. where, okay, yeah. See, I have stuff like that where I will just put on like a, a long play of a, my favorite video game just to be on in the background while I clean. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's another streamer on YouTube who just plays through all the Final Fantasies in a loop, and sometimes I turn that on. But no, uh, honestly, when when my TV went unmuted earlier, it's because I left his stream running on the TV, and I just thought it would, like, stay muted. It was literally <laughs> Ots Darva live right now, and he was like, hey, everyone, it's Ots. Welcome back. I was like, not on my show, Ots. Not, not on mine. Ots. Someday we'll get him on the yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, man, that's got to be the dream. If Billy won't be yeah. able to say a word, he'll be so bashful. Just yeah. sitting there. I literally, literally the the other day I got on Twitch um, and I typed "Good morning from Los Angeles, Otstarva." What did I miss? And he went, "Oh, hey, Magic. Yeah, welcome to the stream." And I was like, "He said my screen name, um, half of it, <laughs> half of my screen name." Did it, did it make uh-huh. you want to donate twenty dollars to him when he said that to you? No, but the boyfriend's school, because of the long distance learning, is like paying for Twitch subscriptions for people. And so I used that Twitch account to give him like a subscription. So he got like a little bit of money from us and he thanked he thanked okay, us again. When I did that. So yeah, I'm helping. He's great. 
He deserves it. It's a full the show. job you, for him. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. I, I mean, I envy Twitch streamers. I wish I, I play yeah. video games for the uh, story and for like the yep. weird shit I can do. And I'm not good at any one video game enough where I could like, I'll play this for the rest of my life and make enough money to pay <laughs> rent. Agreed. Like I just, I, I, I wish I, and I don't like multiplayer games, which sucks. I, I never had Xbox live as a kid. My parents like yeah. just gave up on trying to figure out how to get internet connection in my room. Uh, for like <laughs> 15, 15 years, they just never gave a shit. Um, and so I, I never had multiplayer and like, uh, when friends would come over and stuff, we play like smash, but it was all local. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, dead, like I've got Xbox live right now. Cause I got the series X and it like came with a couple months of it. And I can't find anything online to play. Like I just don't, hmm. it, it's never grabbed me. I've, I've played the, on, the only two online things I've played in lockdown has been overwatch and dead by daylight. Yeah. Okay. Um, see and overwatch and I've heard it. is wonderful. Yeah. It's just six V six. It's like if Pixar made a first-person shooter. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I love it. Um, and then you Dead know, by Daylight, I... I can't believe it grabbed us like this, but it was like, got its claws in me. We we only bought it because it was on sale like six months ago. And it's become the thing that me and the boyfriend play together. Because um, we have, this is how cool we are. We have a Google Stadia. I know. And <laughs> Dead by Daylight has cross-play. So <laughs> he'll sit here at is. the laptop. Yeah, he's the, the only laptop. one that they ever yeah. sold. <laughs> the one, the, the only Hunter, one they've ever it, made. Uh, so we, Stadia came preloaded with Destiny 2, which is the only reason they played Destiny 2. And my favorite thing about that was when I started it, which was like when the Stadia launched, there were people with screen names like Jeff, because no one had gotten in to like <laughs> use all the screen names before. And it was like, it was Steve. What's your screen only name on Stadia? Dave. Steve. It's amazing. It was so funny. <laughs> You know how um, rich I we, would be if I had been able to make, if I had been on Twitch, oh, sorry, uh, when I started Animal Crossing and put in 500 hours, like <laughs> too many hours into this game. Yeah. Uh, if I had been able to, if people had watched me play this game, I would be so rich. I spent so much time on that game. This was, and I created was an like entire when, drag race one, runway on one side that honestly did. is ready. All right. Technical difficulties, but we're back. But Dang, I just, to yeah, your point, Dagny, talk about the number of hours and things. Um, I've been playing Overwatch with two friends or three friends who got into Overwatch because of the lockdown. And I bought Overwatch the day it launched in 2016. So yeah. we're playing and they're like, oh, hey, I just reached level 75. Oh, hey, I just reached level 34. And they're like, hey, Billy, what level are you? And I'm like, uh, 767. Like, I don't yes. want to talk about it. I've been playing this game for five years. <laughs> yeah, put too, too much time into Animal Crossing, but I am so proud of my island that uh, I don't regret a single second of it. Um, can we talk about that we are 25 minutes in and we haven't talked about Hunter's topic yet that he's brought in? No, I'm us? so proud of us. I'm proud of the small talk. We, this is just a video game podcast Much like now, the man but... in my topic buries gentlemen. Um, uh, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, the Hitman games. Um, oh. I... <gasps> yes, yes, yes. I love the Hitman games. This is yeah. great. Um, I, uh, so my relationship with the Hitman games, just, just off the bat, um, yeah. I, I lived with the same person multiple times throughout my life. Um, three different times throughout my life. The first time I lived with him was like around 2012 when uh, Hitman Absolution came out. And that was the first one I Hell ever yeah. played, which I found out later on is the worst one, apparently. Yes. But yes. I love it because it's like the first one I ever played and I have like a special connection to it. Which, um, real quick, which one is apps? Because I, I know the Hitman franchise, so does Dagny. Is Absolution the one where it's not like the other ones because all, yeah. all the hitman games like drop you into a, a map and it's like you got to kill this guy and yeah, absolution so, they so, tried to make it like linear right normally the hitman games are like you start out at a level you're at like a garden party or you're at like um you're 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 at like the back of a high school and your job is normally the target that you're trying to kill or the multiple targets are spread out throughout the map. And normally they're like right near you at the beginning. Like the games always do a really good job of like taunting you, like right at the beginning, like you walk up and shoot him. If you yeah. want, dude, um, you're going to get mowed down, but like walk up and shoot him. But normally <laughs> you have to find like a guard taking a piss or yeah. like uh, people on smoke break. You have to knock out a guard, disguise yourself or, a lot of times the writers of the games will put in these like special little story beats where it's like, 
maybe your target was meeting with a journalist to talk to them. And maybe yeah. you hear two guards like eaves, you know, you eavesdrop and you hear them talking about it. And maybe, you know, you kind of figure out, oh, this journalist is like here. And you go and you knock out the journalist and you disguise yourself as him. And now all of a sudden, like you've got a one-on-one meeting with your target, like alone in a room. So that's yeah. a good Hitman game. The Hitman game I started with is like if Michael Bay directed a Hitman game. It's like very yes. linear. It's very like it's heavy. It very much wants you to shoot everyone that you come across. Um, and to me, like that, that's how I played stealth games for the longest time because I started kind of with like Hitman um, Absolution. And so like when I would play stealth games, I would just like kill everyone in a room. And then I, there was always like this unsatisfying feeling afterwards because like there's no stealth anymore. They're all dead and you're just walking through an empty room, you know, like to go complete your corpses. And so, <laughs> yes. And so I played Hitman Absolution like eight times over the last decade. And then hmm. the new Hitman game came out, which is essentially one long game that has come out over the course of three years. It's essentially it's, yeah. three games. It, when you put all the maps together, it's about as many maps that were in like the old games. Um, yeah. And okay. these, to, the, to ones, their credit, yeah, to their credit, the these the maps are bigger are and more detailed bigger. than they'd ever yeah. been before. In the old Hitman games, which I will talk about, because that's what I really want to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But in the old baby. Hitman games, you would get like one third of the level of these new ones. So I have been like the past. Like the uh, the first one came out in like 2016, I think. So like the past literally five years, I come back to them more than any other game. Mm-hmm. I, I will really like play a new game and then like maybe play like an old one that I own and then I'll go back to Hitman. Like I'm always, and they do pretty good about dropping like DLC, like they'll reframe levels where it's like now the target is like over here and he's doing like this and like a whole new strategy. They have a really cool thing called elusive targets where you get one shot at killing them and then you never get to try ever again. Um, uh, So I played those for a very long time and Mm -hmm. I bring up that roommate that I lived with because every single time that I lived with him, the first time when I was playing Absolution, he would be like, you need to go play like Blood Money and Contract, Silent Assassin, like the OG ones. And I would always be like, shut the fuck up and get out of my life. Um, (laughs) I lived with him the second time, Hitman 2016 had come out and he would be like, oh, this is great, but you gotta go play those old ones, dude. Like they're so good. And I would try and I would get like 10 minutes in and it just like, it got to a point where I was like, this is too old. And like, even the new Hitman games you can be stealthy, but like you can also like run through and like throw a dude in a dumpster and then like run around the corner. Like you, you can be very loud in those games. I recently, like in January, I sat down and I said, okay, I'm going to play silent assassin contracts and blood money. I'm going to play them all back to back. I'm going to just sit down and make myself do it. And it was the most rewarding video game experience. I think I've ever had in my entire life. It was so good because they are so old and they um, make you learn guard routines and actually be stealthy. And you can really only take out like one or two guards like per level before everyone oh. is on to you. And everyone is like, why are Gary and Joseph <laughs> both missing from their shifts? Like <laughs> it is, it's so friggin' rewarding. Yeah. Um have you guys so i'm assuming you guys have played which hitman games have you guys uh played? so let me just uh sorry 30 seconds we're having like oh. so many technical issues that we never have my headphones just disconnected now i'm trying to make sure there's no echo oh You're my good. god i heard most of that my mic also disconnected but i can i can uh i think to replug it in we would have to restart the recording oh my god what is <laughs> happening i already discovered i already explained the minutia of hitman it's too late <laughs> immediately if anything sounds weird, sorry all the the, we, the website we use to record disconnected us, but we're back. And uh, mm-hmm. are you yeah. good to go, Dagny? I am. Cool. Uh, so Hunter just asked what our relation to the Hitman games are, and just to give an idea of how I grew up, I didn't play many video games, and that's because I watched my brother play all the video games. Hey, that's me. That's why I'm really good at games like Animal Crossing. That's like two buttons. Um, <laughs> 
but and also Halo because I would fill in for the like fourth person because Billy had a friend group of four guys, and if one of them couldn't come over, I was the fourth player. So I yep. got really good at Halo, but that's pretty much it. Um, but like Bioshock and Hitman uh, and Assassin's Creed, the early ones, um, I really enjoyed those I, because I was just watching Billy play it, and then as long as it had a good story, I had a good time watching him play the video games mm-hmm. uh so hitman was always a lot of fun because i also he let me kind of um have an input on who to kill and <laughs> uh, <laughs> how to go about doing it same thing with like grand theft auto he i got to have some say in how it worked out um so hitman i don't think i've ever maybe like five minutes of gameplay where billy's like play this while i run to the restroom or something but yeah. i've never really sat down and played a full game but i know a lot about it just because i watched billy play several different ones um specifically i remember the like the garden party which you were talking about yes. he did that one a lot um yeah so that's really my relation mm-hmm. to hitman is i do know a lot from not playing it basically um but billy it, a has a lot one. of experience with it's it a good one to watch too like i yeah i kind of yeah. have the same relationship with my fiance right now where like the last month i've been doing nothing but playing different hitman games and she'll just sit there with me and like and and I've gotten familiar with some of the kills. And so I'll be like, Hey, like in three minutes, I'm going to kill this woman and it's going to be very wild. And I'm just going to need you to watch when I tell you to. And she's like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> like, I'll tap her and she like looks up and watches like, like an ax fly through this woman at like 80 miles per hour out of context. And she'll like nod like, yeah, that was cool. And then like go back to her phone. <laughs> Good job. Good job. You did it. <laughs> I had a I had a friend in middle school who I think had Hitman 2, maybe Hitman 1, and it was like a sleepover and I watched him play it and at that time it blew my mind because it was like 2005 or whatever. No idea what the real year was. But it was that you could drop into this map and you could beat the level in any way you could imagine. Like I remember he was like, "Okay, so you can just walk in and shoot every all the guards and go kill the guy or what i like to do is i like to uh, here's this flower delivery guy and i knock out the flower delivery guy dress up like him put my gun in the flowers and then i walk through security with the flowers and when i get to where i deliver them i pull the flower the gun out of the flower bundle and shoot the guy or this guard is going to come out and go to the bathroom and i'm going to strangle him while he's peeing take his clothes and go in as a guard and i was like there's options i don't think i'd ever seen a game at that time the technology was groundbreaking it was like it was all linear and then in high school, I had blood money and my best friend Taylor, who will eventually be on this show, he had blood money and we used to play it together. And that was fun because I, I was good at stealth. I loved the disguises. I loved to sneak in. And a Taylor, for example, there is a level in blood money where you're at an opera and it's an opera rehearsal. It's like a final dress rehearsal and it's Tosca. And yeah. Tosca We're ends with... Cool. Yeah. I like this. Yeah, and Tosca ends... That level was cool, I remember that one. (laughs) So Tosca ends with a firing squad. And one thing you can do is dress up like an actor, get into the green room, and switch the fake gun with a real one so your target gets killed on stage by Mm -hmm. somebody else. You can, like, drop the chandelier. You can, like, shoot him from a distance. Um, But you have to kill two people on that level. You have to kill an actor, and then you have to kill, like, a a guy in the audience. You can kill both of them by switching the gun... And when that actor is shot, your second target who is in the audience will run towards the stage like, what the hell is going on? And then you can drop a chandelier on him and kill both of them with seconds of each other. So that's how I did it. And then I would watch Taylor play and he like the level would start up and he would just sprint from the front door of the opera house to the (laughs) box where the one target was and throw an explosive at him. Like literally just like throw a bomb. And everyone's like, what was that? Boom, five people are dead. He's now running backstage in the chaos. And then the other thing he would do is there is a level at like a child's birthday party, but there's no children in the level because I don't want to let you kill children. The, the the father is like a mob boss and you have to kill the mob boss. But on the level, there is an open manhole cover. And so if you kill anyone, you can hide the bodies down the manhole. And the game is programmed in such a way that when the corpse falls down, it just disappears. So you can't like, you can never fill yeah. up this manhole. It's just an infinite void. And Taylor would spend 45 minutes systematically killing everyone in the neighborhood and dragging them to the manhole and just filling it up just so at the end it's just like there's nobody left alive in these four houses they've all been shoved down the manhole uh it's a ridiculous game uh and you can play it in so many different ways and then i just got the new hitman full circle because it was free on the stadia a couple months back so i've been playing hitman one and two oh, of the new ones the stadia on stadia game. 
Yeah, it was a Stadia gift. <laughs> I do want to, I want to ask Hunter, um, not, I don't think, generally, I think Hitman is received as a good game. At yes. least the, there's certain ones yeah. that are considered good games. Um, so I'm assuming there is probably an audience that doesn't think that some of the games are great. Uh, why do you think that people don't like those games? Just because I want to like specifically get into Absolution. Why. Well, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think I think people don't like Absolution because like it. There's really only like three. I tell you, there is there's one level in Absolution. So uh, like uh, again, like we were saying, like pr- normally in a Hitman level, pr- every time really, normally like the last level will be like a shoot your way out of a building, like in every game that was kind of its trend was like the final level you finally get to kill everyone um that was like every level in absolution it would be like get from this side of the map to the other side of the map and you can just go through and kill and it wasn't rewarding there's a level like halfway through absolution where you're in like this science lab and finally the game is like okay motherfucker there are three scientists in this level and they're all walking around doing experiments kill them and finally you're like that that I, I overheard someone describe it, uh, the Hitman games, as a puzzle game once. And it, like, stuck in yes. because, like, it does. It scratches that exact same thought of, like, there's a lot of ways I can solve this. And I'm going to feel so yeah. smart when I do it. And getting from one side of a map to another does not give you that feeling. Like, your brain doesn't get that, like, ooh, like, ooh, like, how can I be creative when it's just, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to hide in the shadows, like, and let a guy pass. So... In this level, you get to, like, go around and kill these, like, one of the scientists is, like, practicing on, like, uh, a nuclear waste, and he's, like, in, like, a chamber, and you can, like, shoot the glass out underneath him, and he falls, like, 30 feet into it, like, the abyss, and he's not. One of the guys, (laughs) you can, like, make him fall into, like, a little test chamber for a bomb, and he blows up with it. Uh, One of the guys, you can, like, electrocute on his, like, like, and I think... I, I replayed it like two weeks ago and I think thinking like when the game gives you what you want, it reminds you of how many times it didn't do that beforehand. And I think I had oh. that like epiphany halfway through the game of like, this is great, but it's just making me angry because like I'm getting to this six hours into the game. Like that's not fun. Mm-hmm. I, it's a hidden game. I want yeah. that every time. And so I think like that's why a lot of people don't like Absolution is because there's really only like, 20 minutes in the game where you get to do that cool like you get to feel like the hitman when when you realize the that that guy is standing on glass and you like have the thought in your head of like i wonder and you shoot it and he falls and he falls like right perfectly into a dumpster and like you realize like oh the developers wanted you to have that feeling of like oh i did it like that did something and yeah i think that was my apprehension with playing like the old games for so long was because the new Hitman games are so good at that. Like almost yes. you realize when you go and play the old ones now, how much the new games kind of hold your hand because the minute you go yes. to a map, there will be two people talking and they'll be like, Hey, I heard that there, I heard that there's a secret door that leads, but like be careful, <laughs> that secret door might, you might get elect. Like it's very handholdy. And then like an yes. will pop up oh. and be like, go to the secret electric door. And like, and I love that stuff, but I, I think that's what held me back from playing the old games was I was like, there's no way that you could still do that. Um, <laughs> then like I was thinking about like Billy was talking about that, that kid's birthday party level in blood money. You can walk around the block of that house and find a tree house and climb up the yes. top of that tree house. And there's an airsoft rifle in there that you can swap out for a real rifle and no one will suspect you because they think it's the kid with the airsoft rifle you can rig the yeah. uh the wife you need to get a necklace from around the wife i forgot neck. about that yes you have to get her necklace off of the wife too she like walks over to flip a burger and you can like blow her across the yard into a pool and then <laughs> she's like a charred body it's horrible she's just like a necklace off her neck like i i completely underestimated how like that feeling is still there in the old games yeah, um, they're a lot clunkier, and there's like a lot. There's a lot less. Like I would say, there's probably only like two to three ways to kill a target. Um, yeah, but there's still just so much freedom in like all, like everything you do. Sorry, I've talked let me tell you. Minutes. Yeah, well, I want to. I want to tell Dagny. I want to tell Dagny about how be- because I loved the old games growing up. Absolution actually put me off the franchise 
And so I didn't play the new Hitman until it was free on the Stadia. And okay, so and then I fell in love immediately because Dagny, the very first level of the new Hitman, that's a full level. Yeah. You are at a fashion show inside a palace, inside a palace in France. And the first time I played it, I managed, so you walk in, you can just walk in as a guest and then you turn the corner and there's this, there's this male model uh, whose name is Helmut Kruger. I don't know why I remember these things, but you, you, you see like a poster of him and he's bald and he has like Alaska Thunderfuck stripe makeup, like from RuPaul's Drag Race. And he's this like well-known male model, but he looks like Agent 47. He's bald with just makeup. And so it was like, hey, if you want 47, go see if you can find this model. So you go out back of the palace and he's there for a photo shoot. And then he goes to take a phone call. And while he's taking the phone call, you can knock him out or kill him or whatever and take his clothes. And then on the phone, you have the, you can call the target, the woman you have to kill because she's running like a black market thing. And she says, I need you to come up and talk to me. But, uh, she, she, but she says, come up and talk to me after you walk the runway. And I went, what? Is this game going to let me do this? <laughs> and so you hang up the phone. You walk back inside, you go backstage to where all of the costume designers and the makeup artists are for the fashion show. You you can sit down in a chair and they're like, Mr. Yeah. Kruger, welcome. They do the makeup on 47. And then you have to walk the runway as this fashion model. And then after you finish the runway, you can go upstairs, find her, poison her champagne. She's out. But like, like at the, at the moment I went, the moment I went, this game... <laughs> Is going to, and you have to like push the controller forward, go to the end of the runway, pose, pose, turn around. I was like, I cannot believe they let me do this. The, the, like, the real, like, the, the versatility of the new trilogy more than any, like, there's a, there's a side component to the campaign called contracts mode, where essentially any of the NPCs in a level can be targets. Um, and it's kind of like a game of horse. Someone has to go through and kill them in a certain way. And then that contract becomes available and you have to do it exactly the same way. And one of the first contracts I ever did was I did one where you had to kill Helmut Kruger's makeup staff. And it was like one of the first ones I ever did. And I was like, oh, this will be cool. I'm going to go kill him, wear his clothes. And then like, I'll get in close with the makeup staff. And you do that. And then you Mm -hmm. realize like, there's actual dialogue with him and the makeup staff and like there's a dynamic and like he's fighting with his hairdresser and it kind of like instinctively makes the contract make sense like oh he wants to kill his makeup staff because they're mean to him and like <laughs> like form a narrative in your head to justify because you're a hit man like you don't need to justify it but like it, 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 yeah. it the contracts like that is why i think the, like that is my version of a multiplayer game i guess like that is a game that I can play forever because those contracts, like you can go and kill people on other sides of the maps in rooms you would never have to go into if you were going to kill the two targets in that level. And you'll find like little side stories. Like it is absolutely crazy. The level of detail that goes into like the voice work in these games. Like it's, it's yeah. So, so like Dagny at the fashion show, you can, you can do what I said, be like dress up as the male model and kill her that way. Cause there's two targets. You can dress uh-huh. up as just a security guard and climb some poles to get to the roof and then come in that way. You can disguise yourself as part of the uh, AV crew and get the key that launches the fireworks show and then launch the fireworks show early. And so your two targets go out on the balcony to watch the fireworks <laughs> show and you just shoot them that way. There's this like Saudi uh, crown uh, prince who's there. Hey. Piggybacking off of that, I spent an entire afternoon once. There is a certain kill you can get where during the fireworks show, one of your targets, the woman is on a balcony on the third floor, and your second target is watching from like a table on the back patio. <laughs> line it perfectly. You can push her off the balcony and she will fall all the way down and land on him, and they will both die at the same time. <laughs> oh and my it's, god. The most rewarded, like, it, 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 it's that same feeling you get in that good level of absolution. Like, you feel like the king of Smart Mountain. Like, you are, you're the, smart, <laughs> the smartest tactician who's ever, like, and, and then you go on YouTube and you see, like, there have been people that have done that, like, a thousand times. And, like, they've done it even cooler. <laughs> and... Just, it's still rewarding, though, because it's, like, with, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's that relatable, but, like, Portal, too. You yes. have to get creative like that and it's like puzzle games are very rewarding regardless of if uh, other people have done it just the exact same way yeah. you mm-hmm. have to it's a way of exercising your creativity in a very different 
context than uh, well, I don't and, know and the good thing about it too is like, but, you know I don't you guys might be smarter than me but when I played Portal 2 I had the cheat I think multiple times I think I, I think I had to look up the solution like three or four times to rooms where I was like this sucks. I can't move forward Hitman is cool in that like it's a puzzle game but if you ever get frustrated and bang your head against it just walk up and shoot him and walk out the front door you're not going to get a good score but you can move on to the next level and that's yeah yeah and i think that it's so like I, that is why i think everyone can try hitman um because i yeah. i think that like a lot of people beat their heads against the wall with puzzle games because if you can't figure out the solution you just don't get more of the good game and that sucks like uh-huh. that's not rewarding like it's you know like yeah. Then it turns you again, and then you look it up, and you feel like the opposite of King of Smart Mountain. You feel like the dumb. <laughs> but it's but it's also it's also like when you when you find something you didn't expect. It's so the second level in the new Hitman, you have to kill this like scientist in a villa in Italy. And I played it a couple times, and I killed him a bunch of different ways. And then on, like one time I was playing through, I, I found a man on the phone, and you realize this man is the scientist's new therapist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and so I was like, let's see where this goes. I've played this level four times, but I've never done this. I knock out the therapist, take his outfit, take his credentials, go in, and you can get your target to lay down on the couch and you sit there with him. And it's there's a fully scripted therapy scene where you, I just sat for like two minutes listening to 47 <laughs> interrogate this guy and basically got him to confess that he'd murdered his own mother. And when he does that, he's like, what are you going to do about it? I like oh, grabbed right. a pillow and smothered him on the couch. It was like, I'm your therapist. I think, <laughs> if I remember oh correctly, God. I think you can also just make him kill himself just because of the guilt of him revealing that. Like, there, like there's stuff like I'm that. I'm going to have to play uh, this, this again. This is a spoiler for a five-year-old game, but I think the most badass hitman kill that I've ever seen is um, in the 2016 one, your final level of the, the, that's another thing is like, I'm such a big story guy with video games. Like I, I play single player stuff. Like I get a lot of writing kind of creativity from just like watching um, video game stories. The stories in the hitman games are dog shit. Like they make no sense. (laughs) Even in the new ones, they're not good. The the story that you get is from your target and the information you get. And they'll give you like, they'll tell you get a video with like, you know, he's a drug backstory, like weed, like raining down behind him. And like, like they, they, they really set up your targets to be like, they are the most stinky worst people ever. Like the world will be better (laughs) without them. And um, in the final level of 2016, Hitman, uh, your target is a guy that you used to work with years ago who betrayed you years ago. He knows you very, very intimately. And he is undergoing heart surgery in this hospital. And there are so many ways you can kill him. You can, like, dress up as the hospital staff and, like, fuck with his surgery and, like, make him have a heart attack or whatever. But also, if you wait at the perfect moment in the surgery when his heart is exposed, you can just walk into the hospital room, look him dead in the eye, he recognizes you, and has a heart attack on the table and dies. And it is the most badass like it, it, it is so just he saw you and knew what you came to do and just it killed him and i think wow i didn't even like i played that game 40 i've, I've killed that guy like i've shot him from 100 yards away like i've i've done i had never realized that until five years later just playing it again like that is how cool oh those yeah I, I will say i came on here to talk about the old ones though because i only played the new ones and, and i the new ones are super popular like a lot of yeah, three, which came out I think like a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. is like one of the highest selling games I think in IO's history. Like it's it's very very popular. I think people I, IO is the company that makes uh, Hitman. I think but... people should give the old ones a shot. I want to talk. Yes. there is a level. Um, so this is in the the second. Uh, okay. It's confusing. There was a first Hitman game, but everyone said it was poopy poopy, and it's it, you can only play it on your computer. Uh, yes. uh, it is called Hitman. Codename Forty Seven is very bad. It's very old. Yes, Hitman Two. A lot of people <laughs> consider to be the first game. It's on console. You can play it anywhere now. Hitman Three is half new levels, half a remake of Hitman One. So Hitman Three, I okay. played a couple weeks ago. There is a level where you are at like a British cottage 
um, at night. Uh, mm-hmm. And you are looking for a spy who uh, was investigating this father-son, like, British, illegal, rich syndicate, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're looking for this spy. And you find him, like, super early in the level, and you find out that he is being most dangerous gamed. He has been captured. Oh, wow. Rich British people are hunting him. Um, <laughs> you sneak into this house. It's like this, this like... It, it, it's kind of like if, if, if either of you have played the new Hitman that came out a month ago, um, they had a level that was kind of inspired by this old level, um, kind of like the house from Knives Out, like a like a, a okay. an estate. And you have to sneak yeah. in there at night and everyone is sleeping. There are like a couple of guards still awake. They're like sitting in the living room talking. Every like footstep you make on the floorboards, it like you can hear it perfectly. One of your targets sleeps the entire level. He never moves. And there are so many you can smother him with a pillow. You can you can like uh you can trick him into coming like waking up and going to the shower and killing him. One of your targets sits by the fireplace the entire time. They never move. It's like unheard of in a hitman game. They are stationary unless you make them go somewhere. And I don't know why, but it was one of the coolest experiences I had ever had. And I, you know, I I never played the old ones because I just figured like, well, we have these cool new ones. Like, you don't need like more Hitman, baby. That's money in the bank to me. And like, I would, I would just recommend everyone go play those old ones because that level, and there's like a handful of other ones that are as good as that, but it's, it's cool. It's so I still think about, and Dagny, I think you know this one, in Blood Money, the Heaven and Hell level. Um, and so the yeah, heaven, yeah, yeah. yeah it that. takes place in a skyscraper, and there's two parties going on. There's one in the basement that is hell themed, cool. and one on the roof that is heaven themed. And mm-hmm. and you have to kill one target in hell and one target in heaven. And as soon as you get there, you just have to go into the parking garage and be like, okay, can I find a costume? Oh, here's a heaven costume. Okay, I guess I'm going to the heaven party first, and then hopefully I can find an like mm-hmm. a chef who works down in the basement, and then I can go down to the basement and get like a hell costume. And it's like a rave downstairs, and it's like a classy party up the roof, and it's this huge dynamic where you yeah. have to like ride the elevator in real time to get from the parties and so you'll like cause chaos on the roof and you're like i need to get to the hell party before they radio down there and say there's a hitman on the loose and you're just like elevator music or (laughs) or the horrible thing we would do is we would try to fill the elevator with corpses and then like go to the heaven party and so it would be like ding and there's like five dead bodies that just like fall out and you're like (laughs) oh they're so good um uh, very funny. We've been going. Yeah, I remember that. I, I uh, well, and I really liked in the trailer for the the new 2016 Hitman. They like had videos that were like recreating iconic kills from the old games, which was really cool. Yeah. Which um, I didn't remember what any of those were until I played the old games and doing yeah. those missions. Yeah, they the, hold up as being a the was... the drug lord in Colombia who plays the cello, and you can strangle him with basically like a cello cord while he's playing, and you're just like, uh, it's great. Yes, I. But, mm-hmm. I played Blood Money for the first time in my life uh, this this month, and it I still think it it, it it earns its place as like everyone's fan favorite. Like it is the best Hitman game ever. Everyone it's should so play good. it. You can get it on PS4 and Xbox One now. I'm sure for cheap. Like they, it comes with Absolution, so you can you can finally know why everyone. You can get the best game and the worst game like bundled together. <laughs> <laughs> it's still fun, but yeah, Blood Money is as good as everyone said it was. It's I, uh, that guy that you were talking about, I crushed him with a, there was, he walked under a precariously uh, hung, like, crate of wine that you could like, yes. drop on his head, like, right as he walked by. Yeah, because you're, you're, uh-huh. you're on a vineyard, and you can actually have to kill him and his son, yeah. and you can murder the son by pushing him into a, an open casket of wine, and he drowns <laughs> in the wine. <laughs> you kill them both with oh wine. God. It's wonderful. Yeah. Before, I think, oh, honestly, ahead, I, oh, sorry, I was going to say, um, I think I've only seen the old games played because I, yeah. I think that's all I ever watched because it, it was when Billy was like in high school is the predominant time that I watched everything. Um, but before we wrap up, I do want to ask Hunter, what do you think of the Hitman movies? Thank you. I was going to bring that up. I watched t- the 2007 one yesterday uh, while very intoxicated. Um, <laughs> Timothy, with 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 uh, uh, one of my man crushes, Timothy Oliphant. The exact yeah. year that he was the villain <laughs> in arguably my favorite Die Hard movie. Um, uh, he is good in it. And I also think the dude from Homeland is fine as agent 47. They get the look down. I was, I was thinking this when yeah. I was watching it yesterday, you could make such a cool Hitman movie, but it wouldn't, 
I don't think it would be an action adventure. And I think that's what a lot right. of studios want. I think it would be a thriller. I think you can get... Like, in that Hitman, there are so many moments where you kill someone and it is explosive and wild. Like, in Absolution, there's actually a, there's a level in Absolution where a bunch of nuns are hunting you that is actually a pretty good level. And two of them are smoking next to a... Uh, a van that is leaking oil and you can shoot it and it blows up not only the van but the entire gas station behind them like there there's so many cool things like that in the games but the problem is, is that the movies like he goes in like car chases and he'll like walk through hallways like gunning people down with machine guns and again you can do that in the hitman games like we said but that's not how they're like that's you're supposed to do that right. to get through a puzzle if you're stuck. Like, if you're like, I, right. I don't like this, I want to get through it. And that's why I think, like, you could have one scene like that in every hit. You could have, like, one scene where he's like, all right, fuck it. Like, I'm like, I, I gotta get out of here. He, like, kills everyone and you get, like, your body count. But I think it would be so cool to have, like, I wish studios would trust that audiences want, like, espionage is fun. Like, it's yes. fun to watch. Like, we... We, we love Cold War stuff, and yet we never do, like, modern espionage kinds of things without it turning into, like, yeah. you know, just, like, machine gunning through, like, an army of men. Like, yeah, I they, they both suck. Yeah, your question. They, they're, they're both very terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the, I've seen the 2015, the 2015 one. I saw it in theaters. Because um, the John Wick dudes weirdly did the fight choreography for it. It was like right after John Wick, oh. right before it took off, and they were just looking for Hollywood work, I think. And so the fighting in that movie is very good, but every time you're watching Agent 47, like Kung Fu a man, you're like, well, why is he doing this? He could have poisoned this yeah. man's wine and instead he's kung fuing him to death that was what i was gonna say though, is... because in john wick they the deaths are so creative so why didn't they bring yeah. that into yeah i don't uh, know hitman because they have so much fun with the creativity in john wick i love the john wick movies. honestly john wick is a better hitman yeah. movie than all of the hitman movies the three john wick <laughs> movies are they could just be hitman movies i want to point That's out true. i never uh, thought i would vocalize this out loud but i it, I, I thought about it yesterday i there is a scene in 2007 hitman where he is on the run from the fbi and he's running from hotel room to hotel room and he runs by this movie came out in 07 he runs by a group of children that are playing blood money on their TV and they look at him confused and then they turn back to blood money and then they like keep playing. And it I was very high when I saw this, but it broke my brain because I was like, wait a minute. Do people know about each 40? Like, he's supposed to be like, the best secret hitman. <laughs> he's so well known that there's video games about him, like, and that children can recognize him immediately. Like, well, <laughs> what is the point of having him be an assassin? Like, it, it broke my That's brain. So oh my god. That's like, hilarious. here's this Easter egg, but also it ruins the whole world of this movie because it exists. I think the movie he's not a good man. I think he should have been like. Wait, what are you playing? <laughs> he should have walked over to the TV and been like, "Who is this? What am I?" Like, he has an existential crisis after he's like, "Am I? Is, is this the Truman Show? Am, am I in the video game?" That would have been a great movie because at least it would have taken some bold narrative leaps. Yeah, that's so oh, funny. Man. Oh, the that's Hitman great. movies. All right, not, well, oh wow. Yeah, the Hitman movies. We recommend the Hitman not games. Not the movies. They are uh, not oh wow. Zero not stars. Movies. Not oh wow. Yeah. Um, before we play our game, any closing thoughts on Hitman? Um, play play any. That wasn't very I, good. Problem. I think the message of this episode, if you're listening and you like have never played them before, is I'm telling you, me, a man with good taste, that I've played every single one of them <laughs> with my 28 year old brain in the past two months, and they're all even Absolution. Even if you you're you just want to see things blow up, like play. There are seven of these bastards. Play all of yeah. them. Play all of them. They're so good. They're so good. And it's that they'll never they'll never stop to surprise you. Like I mean, just in Blood Money alone, there's a level at a, a parade in New Orleans where you can dress up like a giant bird. My favorite level. There. Birds. Yes. The bird <laughs> there's there's bars. one. There's one at a holiday party at like a resort in Switzerland and you can like find Santa Claus getting drunk and take his outfit and be Santa Claus and then murder your target when he comes to see Santa. Uh, um, there's just so much about, ridiculous stuff. You were talking about that children's birthday party. I realized on uh, playing this first time that um, 
uh, like five minutes into the level, uh, a CIA car pulls up in front of the house and like more guards show up. But if you walk into the house, just walk through the front door, the target will see you and be mad and be like, what are you doing in my house? And chase you out into the street and then we'll get run over by the truck full of CIA dudes. And I thought that was very that's great you heard it here kids um uh hitman is great i've i've played hitman for like 15 years um uh, uh, all of them are good um i played absolution when it came out i think the only thing that absolution that bummed me out was that it just it even though it was a good game it what it didn't feel like hitman and that was that was i think it's like it is splinter cell which i splinter cell games are fun but they're not hitman they're just not Hitman. yeah I don't know why I said mm-hmm, like I know. Yeah, I mean, you, I don't know. you and your boyfriend should buy one of them for cheap and try it because I will say playing it with someone, like playing the Hitman, like like him and Taylor and me and my fiance, like it's really fun just being goofy <laughs> and fucking around in those games because you're going to try and yeah. fail so many times. So even if you feel like I have no idea what I'm doing, this sucks, like just mess around. Like they're so fun to mess around. I would yeah. get the new one because they're definitely yeah. more user friendly. Yeah, he just got a PS5, so Ooh, I think that would be. He fun. just got a what? His roommate got it, but they like, share they it. They look good on the new system. They look good. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, I, I'm, they might actually have it because I'm pretty sure my boyfriend has played it. But I'm gonna follow up because I, I do want to see it now because it sounds really fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Well, well uh, go ahead. Yeah, really, take it away. Oh, I was gonna say it's time for the game. Years. I love Hitman. I'm so happy you brought this in. Um, yeah, so we've, it's fantastic. We've, we've reached the end of our show, and Hunter, as you know, we like to end our show with a game called What a Pitch, which is where you will give us an object and a genre, and Dagny and I will have 30 seconds to pitch you our idea. Do you think you're you're prepped? You ready to go? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got this. Um, Dagny, um, who's first? I, know, I, I, I should remember this, but I don't. I think it's me. I think it's me. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, cool. I'll take my headphones off. I'll time you. You're right. It is you. I'm so dumb. Okay. Cool, I'm going to take my headphones off if you can time yourself because I won't be listening. And have a good time, everybody. Uh, I'm going to give myself a minute because I'm not good at this. Uh, Hunter, you were disappointed with me and be improv together that I am not great at this game. Um, okay, but go ahead. Give me your prompt and I'll do my You best. have to do it by yourself? Billy doesn't even help you? Nope. Oh, he has, And then he pitches the same thing. So he doesn't listen. And then when he comes back, okay. you give him the pitch or the prompt. And he'll do it, and you get to pick uh, I, I picked this an hour ago before I did the podcast. I want a podcast, or yeah, I want a podcast that is a French uh-huh. erotic thriller. Oh boy, hold on, a French erotic thriller, and it's a mm-hmm. podcast. Okay. Um. All right. I want it to be voiced by Marianne Cotillard, and um, I want her. I could. I wouldn't. I. I would be fine if it was just her reading erotic fan fiction of her in different movies, maybe. Um, like uh, Inception, if somebody had made like an erotic fanfic about her and Leonardo DiCaprio, she can read it. I would just listen to her voice okay. uh, on a podcast reading erotic fan fiction. N- not necessarily just her movies, but that would be fun if it was just her characters in different movies. Um, yeah, that, that's one of my best, but that was 30 seconds. Okay. I was just like, French. Okay, come back, Billy. <laughs> And that's, is she French? She's on the French flag. It's just Marielle Cotillard's face. Okay, great. All right, Billy, uh, I have a feeling you'll be better. Are you there? I'm back. I'm back. I saw, I saw you do the thing. All All right. right. Hunter, if you want to give it to Billy, then I will uh, hit. Yeah, I I want a podcast that's a French erotic thriller. We talked, oh, Danny, you ready? Go. We talked yeah. about, about Cold War thrillers. Uh-huh. Are you kidding? I want a Cold War uh, scripted podcast about a spy trying to get through Paris in the 1940s. But you know what? He's going to have so much sex with so many dudes. That's right, of course. Okay, of course, it's a, a time period right. appropriate. Yeah, a time, a, a thriller uh, set in Paris in the 1940s, maybe the 1930s. Uh, maybe Berlin. Actually, you know what? Oh wait, you wanted Paris. What? Maybe they're French in Berlin. Yes. What be called? Uh, in Berlin. <laughs> that was that was that really, was much better than mine. French in my erotic opinion, thriller. But... Who who do you think would narrate it? I want to see if your guess matches up with Dagny. Stephen Fry. <laughs> okay. You said Marion. <laughs> 
I, she would be my, she'd be my second choice but i just i honestly stephen fry doing gay erotica is just i think i could listen to that for the rest of my life you read the harry potter book so technically you did yeah, yeah. A, little, a little bit of foreshadowing about i think jk rowling that from so when he did yeah. the audiobook for the philosopher's stone or the sorcerer's stone he apparently made a comment that was like well i don't think these books are going to be that big or hey best of luck to you something that jk rowling was like that's disparaging and then she found out that he has a hard time saying the word cinnamon so she made sure the word cinnamon is in all seven books as a fuck you to stephen fry and now that we're past that um i would much rather work with stephen that's fry so than you miss rowling how dare you oh, absolutely. all right absolutely the, the infamous turf absolutely turf. all right well hunter who uh who do you think won that one i'd like to merge your ideas together i would like to have marion cotillard reading fan fiction about cold war era gay <laughs> um love making uh in the barracks of uh of i want to hear that too police. i get I'm so yeah, on board. This would be like our third time. It's very niche. Yeah. But you know That's what? I bet, yeah, I bet French listeners would eat that shit up. People would listen. I would listen. Sounds yeah. very fun, in my opinion. Um, cool. Well, before we finish everything, Hunter, is there anything you would like to promote? Man, no. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Even just, like, social media, if you want people to follow feels like it can handle the responsibility of that. So, um... I'll, I'll you just look for me online and I'm always just about so I'm always piddling about yep one day we'll do comedy we'll like do comedy it. in person again someday it'll be great I would do it for animals at this it. point if that meant that I just have even like a tenth <laughs> of that feeling again in my heart just go to a dog park and perform your just for like a, like a crowd um, of rabbits I would do it uh, <laughs> so I would just send you some money on Venmo anybody um Cool. Well, this has been Poptimist, uh, a pop culture breakdown show where we focus on optimism. Thank you, Hunter, so much for Thank coming for in today and bringing in Hitman. It was a lot of fun for some nostalgia to remember Hitman because that was a big part of my life growing yeah. up and when I was in like middle school and high school. So it was a great time. Um, so like Billy said at the beginning of the show, subscribe, comment, rate. We would love all of those things. Um, and Review. other than that, if you want to email us any of your hot takes... Oh, reviews. They get, you know, review. <laughs> Do all the things. D, all of the above. Um, so feel free to email us. <laughs> yes, yes. Review what you're going to say. Uh, our email is poptimistpod at gmail.com. Um, you'll know how to spell it from our logo. Uh, and other than that, I think we're, we're done. So say this has been Poptimist. I'm Dagny, and that's my co-host. I'm Billy. What's up? There you go. All right. Well, everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.